let's talk about Mid Pines. Mid Pines was actually the first first day of our, our trip, the first course we got to play. Uh, the second day of, of the trip, technically, we flew in on um, we flew in on a Saturday. Mid Pines was um, no, that's not right. We flew in on a on a Sunday. Mid Pines was Monday. And um, same deal with pine needles. On day two, we had a frost delay. Now, this, you know, I've talked about how much I get worked up and excited anticipating seeing new places and, and, and trying new things, especially when it comes to golf. And so it would have been really easy to be disappointed uh, or a little bit bummed, you know, that we had to wait a couple hours to tee off. And we were one of the first ones. I think there was only one or two groups ahead of us uh, on the tee sheet. Uh, but as it was, um, since we didn't get to tee off until like 10.30 that morning, we decided, hey, let's go over to Pinehurst. It's a 10-minute drive away, if it's even that. Uh, it's, I don't even think it was even that, because traffic is almost nothing in Southern Pines. It's such a sleepy little town. So we um, we talked to the starter, who was a really awesome guy. He's like, oh, yeah, there's nobody's going off before 10.30, so you got plenty of time. You take your son over to Pinehurst, and y'all go check that out. So we hopped in the car, we drove over to Pinehurst, and um, we we didn't come up on the road that runs uh, just to the west alongside the cradle. We came up like kind of through the middle of the village of Pinehurst and the kind of the main driveway for the resort. And uh, so we pull up into the parking lot. There's, there's not many cars in the parking lot. I mean, same deal, you know, frost delay, but there weren't this was what was surprising to me. There weren't many people playing uh, Pinehurst, any of the courses, really. Now, there were some that we saw the day that we played, um, what was this, this afternoon, that afternoon, we played the Cradle when we went back. And that's, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but we probably could have walked on to number three or four or five or you know any of the others other than number two, probably. If we had wanted to that afternoon, like there was just not, it wasn't that busy. And I, I think in retrospect, we got lucky in picking the perfect time to go. We went near the end of what I guess would be considered the down season, uh, the quiet season for uh, for the courses around there. Uh, in fact, we stayed the last week that the deal was available that we stayed on at Pine Needles. So we go over and Listen, we we just got lost at Pinehurst for a good hour. Uh, we spent some time in the pro shop. We we <laughs> it would have been really easy to drop two or three hundred dollars just like that in the pro shop. Um, but I told Deacon, I said, listen, let's let's not let's not get anything here yet because we might see something later on at mid pines or pine needles or southern pines let's you know let's kind of ration out our souvenir money here um and so we just kind of looked around the golf shop and just kind of amazed at, at the golf shop itself and uh, i always tell deacon i was like you know when we go to new places go ask for a scorecard because you're a kid and they'll probably give you a scorecard that's worked at um <laughs> it's worked at harbor town and it worked at pinehurst i think he got a card for number two number eight uh and number four while we were there uh, we walked out on the back porch which overlooks um, 18 green and uh, number one tee for, uh, for for Pinehurst number two 
they already have signage up for the 2024 U.S. Open. The there's the Payne Stewart statue right there off the back porch. That's that's got to be just an incredible place to finish. Just a casual round of golf because of the the folks just sitting around on the porch, you know, watching you finish and you hit a good shot, and they'll give you a little round of applause. And it's just it's an incredible atmosphere. So. Uh, about 9.45, we figured, all right, let's 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 head back, 9.30-ish or something like that. So we headed back over to Mid Pines, went down onto the range. The range kind of sits down kind of in a gully, and you kind of hit back up the hill toward uh, toward the lodge and toward the first tee. The first tee is, it's all a very intimate setting at, at Mid Pines. You pull into the parking lot, which is, I mean, you can walk from the parking lot to the patio of the lodge or of the, of the restaurant of the lodge through the front door of the lodge onto the first tee in less than two minutes it's it's that close it's such an intimate setting it was just such a it was just really neat um so we got through we went up we were paired with a couple of guys uh if i remember right from uh boston a couple of guys who were down there on a kind of a buddy's trip from Boston. Oh, Deacon and I were in a car. They walked. I wish in retrospect that we had walked, but um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to wear Deacon out on the first day because uh, Mid Pines has got some. Mid Pines has got some elevation, uh, much more so than Pine Needles, uh, and even more than than Pinehurst. Um, so we took a cart. Uh, first hole is a uh, the tees. Like I said, perched up up there by the parking lot by the lodge. Uh, it's it's not an intimidating hole. It's a great opening hole, little handshake hole, as we would say. Uh, downhill, short par four, great green sight, and then from there, it's it's a it's just an incredible, incredible routing. To me, it's a great introduction to Donald Ross courses. Um, I was just fascinated at at um, at the routings, at the strategy that's involved, the angles that you need to play. And even for February, it was in fantastic shape, and the greens were incredibly slick. And they are, you know, if you've never played a Donald Ross course, the, the greens, Mid Pines, not as bad as a as a Pine Needles, or definitely not a Pinehurst. You know, where it looks like you've got, you know, a couple of cars parked under the green, but they were still tricky, um, very subtle, and you want to be in the right place off uh, with your second shot. It's 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 for sure a second shot. A second shot golf course because of the runoffs around the green complexes and the trouble you can get yourself into and um, but of, of the courses we played on the trip to me mid pines was was my favorite mid pines I could play I could play every single day just because of the setting you know like I said walk from the car to the first tee and off you go uh, and and also because of the experience we had at mid pines um, on the second day uh, and just before I get to that, I'll talk about the cradle because the cradle was on the same day as our first Mid Pines go round. So we finished Mid Pines, and um, we finished Mid Pines, and it's about I think it's right after two o'clock. And we had talked to when we were in the pro shop at Pinehurst earlier that day. Uh, we said, can we get a tea time for the cradle? He's like, yeah, no problem. So he had us, I think it was like 2.27 or something like that for our tea time. Um, so we finished at Mid Pines with just enough time to run over to Pinehurst and get on the cradle. Uh, the starter's name, if I remember right, at, um, at, at the cradle was George. 
just a really awesome guy. The kind of guy that you could have a cup of coffee with every single day and have him send you out on the course or even go play around with him. Just a really awesome guy. Took really good care of Deacon. Uh, gave him a, uh, um, a little canvas carry bag to put his clubs in because we each only took um, a couple of wedges and a putter. That, that's, how, that's how easy it is to go around the cradle. If you don't know, the cradle is a nine-hole short course designed by Gil Hance. And it's just a, it's a great way to spend a couple of hours. We went around the first time in an hour, and then George let us go out again just ahead of a, a tournament that they were having for their members for Valentine's Day. It was like a couple's Valentine's Day couple's tournament. He let us back out ahead of them really quick, and we played um, we did match play the second time around, and Deacon beat me two and one. But um, it's just it's so much fun because it's all, like I said, it's all short shots. The greens are enormous with all these different levels and contours and shelves, and and um, you can you can be on the green and four putt uh, because there's there's so much contour between you and the hole. Uh, just it's just such a such a great setting. It runs alongside the road there that runs along the west side of Pinehurst. Uh, if I remember right, it's right next to the. You, you walk up, you, you're going to cross the first tee for number three. Um, I think you can see number five across the road, and I could be totally wrong. I don't I don't know Pinehurst that well. I've only been there once, um, but if, to the best of my recollection, that's how. Uh, that's how it was. Uh, anyway, so we went around twice, had a great time. It was the most fun I ever had that I've ever had on a golf course. It was just me and Deacon and just enjoying that moment and sharing that moment. It's, it's something, it's a tradition that I hope, um, I hope that we get to, to, to go back as he gets older and share, um, you know, year after year after year, even, even when he's an adult, something we can look back on, you know, and say, Hey, you know, remember that we did, we did this, um, we did this when you were 12 years old and um, we've done it you know every year since I hope that well into his adulthood uh, we can we can continue to make that trip so um, mid pines the second time around uh, like I mentioned in the previous journals about pine needles uh, the day we played pine needles was our second day on site so to kind of put this all in perspective for you Day one was travel. Day two was mid pines and the cradle. Day three was pine needles and mid pines. Again, day four was we got in nine holes of southern pines before we had to leave to catch our flight, which was kind of a bummer, you know, that we didn't get to play all of southern pines. Um, southern pines had just gone through a renovation and it's getting a lot of attention as it should, but it just didn't do it for me. And maybe I need to go back and play it again. Um, to get a, a, a better appreciation for it. But Mid Pines, the second time. This is the afternoon of the third day after we've played um, Pine Needles with our friend Tim. And we walk off 18 at Pine Needles, and Tim immediately says, you guys want to go, you want to play again, go to, go to Mid Pines. And we're like, absolutely. You know, Tim was just, was just a cool guy. We just bonded and gelled with him immediately and it was such a pleasant 18 hole walk around pine needles with him and he'd been there several times before so having him show us around and say you know you don't want to be here or do you want to be here with your tee shot or you know don't miss this green in this spot uh, it was great um and so he calls mid pines they say yeah come on over you can go off right now so uh deacon and tim and i and we all did carts so we could we could try to get an 18 before before the sun went down because it was about 2.30, about, about this point, 
you know, the sun's going to go down about six-ish. Um, so we go over to Mid Pines. Um, we go off, and it was just the most incredible golf slash comradeship experience of my life. And, and a lot of that is due to, um, to the company that Tim brought. Um, like I said, known each other all of a couple of hours. And even still to this day, Tim and I in person have spent less than 24 hours together. Um, we had dinner that night after Mid Pines. We had breakfast the next morning because uh, he was on his way out. We went over to Southern Pines to play before we left. Less than 24 hours in person together, and yet we have spoken by text almost every day since. Um, that's how great of a bond and, and friendship this became. And um, so we go around Mid Pines, and what really made the day for us was, as I mentioned before, Tim's a photographer, and he's a very good photographer. As we made our way around Mid Pines, um, was a cloudless, windless, just crystal clear day. And as the light starts to fade, you, you get these moments where you, you have these incredible photo opportunities, which Tim, Tim immediately sees. He has an eye for that. Obviously it's what he does for a living. So the last four or five holes, Tim is kind of lingering behind Deacon and I on the tee and on different shots. And he's, um, he's taking pictures of Deacon and I, which number one was incredibly kind. Number two was something that I really easily lose track of on Deacon and, and I on our golf trips together because we get so caught up in the golf and we, cause we, we go to these places that we, we love to play and we have kind of this, this, this rota of courses that we go to and spend most of our time at like mountaintop at big cedar and, and boiling Springs and Arrowhead and Roman nose and, and places like that, um, that we forget to, to take pictures and, and to document those days and those experiences. Um, Tim realized that, you know, these are moments we want to remember. So he's taking these pictures, uh, two of them in particular that, um, I will always and forever remember that I have in my phone that I have printed off uh, at my house and in my classroom at school and, and hopefully soon going to get a, a larger print uh, of these because they're just so good. One of them, I believe we're on the 17th tee. Deacon's teeing off and I'm standing next to him kind of leaning on a golf club and Tim snaps this incredible shot of that. But that is still not even the best one. The best one he snaps as we are... Um, hitting toward the 18th green and it's it's getting dark like to the point where I, I we neither one of us saw our shots land up near the green I think Deacon lined it on the green I was short in the bunker in front of the green but we couldn't see because it was getting pretty dark like the the lights from the lodge and the restaurant are basically lighting the area around the 18th green but behind the lodge there are these enormous pines that of course the whole area is known for and rising above the pines is a full moon and Tim captures that and it's the most beautiful picture I think I've ever seen like the, the fact that I'm in it is not the reason why it's such a beautiful picture I'm, I don't you know, I, and I'm not not that narcissistic I hope 
but it's just the fact that he took the moment to, to see that shot, to see that photo in his head and document it, uh, and then took the time to edit it even, and then send it to us a few days later, along with all the other photos that he took that we had no idea that he took. Uh, now, there were some that we knew that he took because he had his pose for them, like in, in front of the um, uh, in front of the pond uh, that, that's uh, in front of the tea on Pine Needles. I can't remember which tea it is, maybe 11 or 12, maybe 10. I, I can't remember. But all those photos that Tim took and Tim's friendship that I you know, desperately want to reconnect with him in that uh, in that environment. I, I tell him all the time, I, I, I want to get back to pine needles and mid pines and we want to go around those courses with you again, you know, just to share that experience again. Um, it, it is a golf experience that I have tried to replicate in the, um, in the now eight months since, and I haven't been able to do it. And I know eight months is not a long time, but I wonder if I'll ever be able to replicate it because it, it was, it was one of those moments that kind of, it, it's so, it's so transcendent. And I don't mean to use that in, in, you know, I, I told you my, my propensity for hyperbole, but it, it truly to me felt like a transcendent moment. Like I knew in those moments on that day, this is a day I'll always remember. And I feel like rarely do we notice that and come to that realization until after those days have passed, like when we have an incredible day, you know, you, you get caught up in the moment. Like even, even the day that my daughter and her softball team won a state championship, like that's a big deal. We know we're going to remember that. But you get so caught up in the emotions and the, in the action that you don't really have time to stop in the moment and savor that. This was from, well, we teed off just after 10 o'clock until 10 o'clock that night when we finished dinner, 12 solid hours of just being in a time frozen moment, knowing that this is a great day. This, this is one of those days you measure all other days against. And and it's, that's the way it's been. I have measured all other golf days since against that one. And what's funny is that, um, we had had a day like that just a few months earlier when we kind of started this whole golf travel adventure, um, which happened just on a fall break trip this time last year where we, we Deacon and I decided we're going to go out west. Um, we're going to play Roman Nose because we'd always wanted to play it. We're going to play Boiling Springs. We've heard so much about it. And we played two other nine-hole courses on the way or while we were there. Also played up at, at Woodward Municipal and, and Blackwell. Blackwell for Perry Maxwell fans is a little nine hole Perry Maxwell course in Blackwell, Oklahoma, just off of I-35. And that day was incredible. That was a great day. Like those, those were, those were great days. The, the day we played Boiling Springs was one of those days. Um, but the, the day at Pine Needles and Mid Pines and grabbing lunch at uh, grabbing something to eat at the little hut off the 10th hole, the 10th tee at Mid Pines, coming up the 18th fairway virtually in the dark with the moon rising over the pines, sharing dinner with Tim uh, and Deacon after that round, after that day, exhausted but exhilarated from the experience. Like, like I said, knowing in that moment this was a day. This was a day. Um, and I had 
I had anticipated a day like that. Like that morning on my social media, I posted a picture of the Pine Needles yardage book I had gotten in the pro shop the day before and just said, said, let's go have a day. Had no idea we were playing with Tim when I posted that. Didn't had no I didn't know Tim from Adam. And it still probably would have been a day. But Tim's company and then the friendship that developed that day amplified everything about that that day and those moments, that experience. Um and to be really personal for a moment, I'm not a person who has too many close friends. Um, I just I have found it difficult in my life to develop very close friendships. Um, there are other than my wife, there are two people that I text and talk to on a daily basis. One's Cody, my podcast partner, and the other's Tim. Cody and I have spent lots of time together. Cody and I have known each other 13 years, something like that, uh, since he was a student in high school. And Tim and I have known each other eight months. And like I said, seen each other in person for a period of less than 24 hours. Since then, we've talked on the phone once, and that was, that was, such a, that was a great day. Um, just kind of happened by chance. But those are the two guys that I'm really thankful for. Because before Cody and I started spending all this time on the golf course together, I mean, we would text back and forth on a regular basis. Now it's every day, pretty much. Um, and with Tim, it's the same. All because of golf. I have this bond and with these two guys and this friendship with these two guys because of golf. And again, to be a little personal, I, I have six years ago was diagnosed with um, depression and anxiety. I've taken medication for it ever since. And even with the medication struggle from time to time um, with the the roadblocks and the pitfalls that depression and anxiety will tend to, to throw up. And yet, like these two friendships have been like a natural medicine that has gotten me through some, some difficult times and um, that that it's, it's nice knowing that those two guys are, are there, that I can share a text or a thought or a joke with and, and know that, you know, they know immediately, uh, what I'm talking about and what I'm thinking, uh, with, with Cody, it's, it's anything golf, uh, with Tim, it's anything in the news or in politics. Uh, it's, 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 it's nice having, even if it's just two friends, it's nice having friends, um, that fit those descriptions. So this journal, more than probably more than than a story about mid pines and pine needles, is I think more a journey. What golf? Uh, a journal of what golf has given me in the last year. Um, and and what I can only hope is is what it will continue to give me as 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 the years go by. Because thankfully, this is a game 
that we can play well into our senior years. And uh, I hope that um, those days, like the ones at at Pine Needles and Mid Pines, um, I hope there's more of them on the horizon. <laughs>